This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 188 of This is the G Podcast. Yes, yes. And mo yes. What's going on, everybody? Each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea from the one and only Tanya B. And the NFL is back, y'all. Yes. You know it. <laughs> Football fans unite. The Falcons win a preseason game, the first one at that. Lord Jesus, help us all. And the ATL wins Beyonce's Mute Challenge. Y'all, if you don't know Google, (laughs) that's all I got to say. All right, y'all, the real news in Montgomery, man, it was front and center this week. The Montgomery, how do you call it? The ruckus at the riverfront, the Montgomery brawl. So many names, so many names. We'll talk about it. The Newsmaker crew is here with Talib Shabazz. Plus, my shy update, season six, episode two, Mo Duda, Mo Problems. We're going to talk about that. And I'm in for Tanya B one more week, y'all, with the T. I know. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Neo said it, took it back, then he said it again. We'll talk about it in the team. We really appreciate all you guys do for us. We really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for those of you who share the show, who join us week in and week out. Thank you so much. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike. Mike, what you got, man? News team, assemble! It's time for the week in news with Syracuse Mike. Montgomery police have issued four arrest warrants after a massive fight at Montgomery's riverfront. They say there's a possibility more will follow after the review of additional video. This investigation is ongoing and more charges are likely. We want to thank the public and the media for supplying the much needed evidence and video surveillance. That's Montgomery Police Chief Daryl Albert. One person turned himself in. Two others are expected to do the same. According to several media reports, all three are white and not from Montgomery. Police are also asking to speak with a black man in the video who was assaulting others with a chair. The brawl appeared to pit black people standing up for a black riverboat worker against a group of white people who began beating him for telling them to move their pontoon boat from a reserve space. Search and rescue efforts continue in Hawaii after devastating wildfires tore through Maui Island Tuesday. So far, at least 55 people have been killed. Dozens more have been injured. This is the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. since the California campfire in 2018. Thursday, Maui County announced massive bus evacuations for residents and tourists. Visitors are being taken to the airport while residents are being transported to a shelter in central Maui. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland stunned Washington Friday when he announced the appointment of a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. This appointment confirms my commitment to provide Mr. Weiss all the resources he requests. It also reaffirms that Mr. Weiss has the authority he needs to conduct a thorough investigation and to continue to take the steps he deems appropriate independently, based only on the facts and the law. Garland named David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who has been investigating the president's son's business dealings. It gives Weiss more power and is an indication the case could be heading to trial. The teenager who fatally stabbed O'Shea Sibley for dancing at a Brooklyn gas station will be prosecuted on hate crime charges as an adult. The New York Post identified the 17-year-old as Dimitri Papo. He was indicted Thursday. The teen allegedly stabbed Sibley, a black gay professional dancer, while he was to a Beyonce song last month. Hey, hey, what's up, Mike? Thank you so much for the headlines. The Newsmaker crew is here. Episode 188. Y'all give it up for the one and only Talib Shabazz. 
Like I said, Talib Shabazz. Nah. <laughs> no, just like Talib, the brain supreme, you know, ripping off Raheem. Uh, but, but hey, y'all, the funny thing is, it may sound a little different and look a little different because Talib is actually in Montgomery today. So as we take. You're yeah. talking about dedication. Hey, man, I've got to be a man. Of, I had to go to the scene of the incident. You're looking for the chairman? He might still be in jail. Uh, uh, man, we're going to talk about it, though. The belated birthday boy is on assignment, but since the Falcons played Miami last night, as we taped, he might still be in Miami. So shout out to the country commentator. I hope everything's going well. He's got some stuff he's handling. Hey, hey I appreciate you, man. And always, always vise my bud, man. You know, long time. You know, my 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 you know, my brother, my brother from another mother. So so to leave, I'm gonna jump right into it, man. Um, you know, we're doing the show, of course, every single week. Right. Uh, and and when I finish the show every week, I, I, I send it out to friends and fam. You know that because you get the text. You know, so normally I get, hey, a thumbs up, emoji, a smile, or nothing, you know. That's pretty much what I get. Last week, man, I sent the show out. And a cousin shoots me a text back with a picture of a white guy walking up to a black guy holding a hat in his hand. So, you know, I hadn't really gotten all the details after we taped. So I'm like, what is this? So I look right. into it and I'm saying, he, and, and along with his text, he's like, are y'all going to talk about this, man? <laughs> so, it's like, so, you know, so with that being said, we couldn't avoid talking about it, man. Because, I mean, it's funny, you're in Montgomery as we taped this. Yeah. You know, I, I went to Troy. Uh, so, you okay. know, Troy, Alabama is right below Montgomery. I spent a lot of time in Montgomery uh, for school, you know, yep. for the most part. So, right. you know, the, the gump, as we affectionately called it back then, man, was like a stomping ground, you know. Oh, yes. So so here's the deal. And, and let, you know, I'll frame this and I'm just going to jump into it. OK, um, on August 5th, of course, uh, y'all know this. Everybody who's listened to the podcast knows this, uh, you know, a brawl started black riverboat worker uh, asked a group of white people to move their boat from a designated riverboat location on the dock the white folks refused to you know to move their boat and instead they started taunting cursing you know throwing up birds and you know all kind of probably in words and they did this for like 45 minutes okay yeah. so the riverboat work and, and it, they went on for so long that the guy in charge so he was he had made up a song like a protest song, you know, by the time they even took off to go to try to negotiate. Okay. So the assistant went over to try to negotiate from a smaller boat. He was attacked. That's when the hat went up, the bat signal. And, um, you know, they called for help and, and a group of black folks then came from the, from the river boat and all around to, to his aid. And yeah. then a, a brawl ensued. You, you heard Mike's report as well. You know, folding chairs got planted on a few white women's heads and, and more. Uh, and the brawl was eventually broken up by police. And four people were actually arrested, all yeah. white. Uh, it looks like the guy, you call him what? Chairman? Chairman. Chairman, chairman yeah. of the board. Yeah, the uh, he's um, basically, you know, in custody, I guess. Or, you know, uh, but Tilly, you know, what are your thoughts on this, man? What do you think? Well, you know, like most things that we talk about on this show, um, we can look at it from a couple of different angles. You know, the fact that, you know, once again, we have these Karens, these male Karens out here trying to tell someone of authority what they're not going to do. You have somebody who, you know, 
was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not really caring what you guys are talking about. I got to do my job. Right, and right, right. In the, in the commission of him doing his job, you know, he gets assaulted. Yeah. So, you know, just, I mean, and then all hell breaks loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. The response for brothers is, I don't usually, you don't usually see that kind of response, you know, hmm. from innocent bystanders when someone is in trouble. Um, so I'd love to just say, yo, you know, great show of solidarity minus the chair. <laughs> the chair, <laughs> even though chairman of the board was, you know, um, 70 years old, you know, that that takes it a little far. Now we got an assault charge. But yeah, yeah. to see that the mayor and the police chief of the <laughs> to see that the mayor and the police chief of the city could recognize the situation for what it is and yeah. you know not arrest Aquamane and, yeah, and yeah. arrest you know all of the other people who kind of joined in the melee afterwards you know shows that for once you know it seems like someone in authority gets it and for that I'm grateful you know because there could have been way more people catching charges over over a, a situation like that you know what i mean so yeah um but again it just goes to show you that you know that the orange man has truly truly incited people to have a never before um sense of entitlement where not only am i spewing this stupidity in the house I'm actually in public now trying to tell other people what to do and what they're going to do and what I'm not going to do. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. it's, you know, it's just like, it's just more fuel to the fire. Like, mm. people, you know, we can do this when it when it's not about somebody getting beat up. We can do this with our power, like, um, you know, we can do this with our power to ensure that the vote is is better to sure ensure that we're putting hey man hey man say that again say that one more time <laughs> say it again for the people say, say it for the people in the back <laughs> one more time go ahead yeah but you understand it's like come on y'all we the way that we reacted in yeah. in terms of someone in physical violence and distress is the way that we should be responding in kind to whatever situation is going on with us. We are all one. And, you know, and if there's nothing else that, you know, I mean, we can, black people uh, fill the gamut uh, in terms of what they are, the things that they relate to. You know, we are a people that is as complex as we are simple yeah um but you know just the fact that again you know we rallied behind somebody shows that we have the gumption to do it we just yeah. need the right scenarios so that people can understand this sense of motivation that they had that day and put it into activation in other places well you know you you stole my thunder because uh, you just you just you just 
yeah. it just encapsulated my response. I mean, pretty yeah. much. I mean, it was it was perfect because that's my thing. And I got one more thing I want to mention, but the main thing, you know, I was I was happy to see that um you know, I hate to see any kind of violence, anything goes down like that, because right. you never know, you know, innocent people get hurt, uh, crazy right. people get inspired to do dumb shit across the country. So you never know how it's going to be felt. OK, right. but I was glad to see it resolved. And, you know, and, and the words of the police chief in terms of you know saying, hey, this is a peaceful city. You know, we're a fun city. This is not the way we yeah. roll, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I thought the press conference was done well. I thought the mayor's post and and a lot of the things he did in response were perfect. I mean, not not perfect, but they were very good good. in terms of saying, look, you know, we're going to bring people to justice. We're going to move forward because the black folks were waiting to see how many black folks were going. That was the whole thing. It was like you could see the post rolling in like, hey, better not be no black folks on that. Um, I don't want to see no black faces, mugshots. But my my whole thing is exactly what you said, man. As, As I was looking at the euphoria, the creativity on social media, you know, all the solidarity I'm saying, oh, my God, can you imagine if people got behind the candidates that matter that could impact their their communities yes. with that same energy, man? Yes. Can you imagine? Because, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana have the lowest rates of voting in the country, the yes. southeast. OK. Yes. And, you know, it's it's disheartening because a lot of people just like they're dealing with the thing in Newburn. We talk about Newburn, Alabama, where, you know, the, the guys, they've never had a black um, mayor. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's it's amazing to me, given that Montgomery is a majority black city, that this is the, the first black, the first black mayor. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's amazing. So on that note. I say to you that I I, I agree 100 percent, man, that I, I, I want I, I'm not uh, throwing water, cold water on the whole scenario in terms of how it turned out. Right. I just hope that they can find a way to carry that energy to the polls, man. So you can get rid of people like Tommy. You know, when you got people like Tommy Tupperville still out here talking the kind of shit he's talking, it's like, OK, how can you have somebody like he, he is just as much in that boat with the people who were on that boat for the brawl? Tommy exactly. Tupperville was in that boat. Yeah. <laughs> Not literally, but figuratively, <laughs> he's in that boat. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, the same, it's the same people. These, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, you know, what uh, there's a, you, you always see people saying, hey, man, don't let this president get you touched. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, yeah. don't let this president get you fucked up out here. And, yeah, just like that and, picture, the one I, <laughs> what's this? I forgot to say, they found out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the saying. I'm not gonna. Y'all already know. Y'all, I mean, on the podcast, y'all know what the, y'all know what the saying is. You found yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, found go out ahead, man. Right way. Yeah, that's <laughs> all, man. That's all. You know. But but yeah. I will say this: yeah. we've had two scenarios happen in the last 30 days that have yeah. shown that we have the ability to do things, even when it's just my individual effort. You know, yeah. Carly Russell. The way the way the black folks mobilized to make sure that this woman was found yeah. and with this situation in Montgomery to show people that, hey, man, look, we're not even we're not even afraid to take the, the to take the nucks, you know, yeah. in terms in terms of, you know, helping out my, our people. Mm-hmm. Come on, man, they're, they're, we don't have two better examples of how we can mobilize. 
Yeah, I agree. And I love the city. I mean, I love the state. I mean, honestly, uh, I went to, I went to school there for four years, man. I have friends there, close friends, man. We still hang out. We still connect. Uh, and and I'm here to tell you, it's a beautiful state, man. But there are problems. There are people there who are problematic, who need to go the way of the boat people. They need to go the, the same way of the what do you call those boats? What's the what's the name? The, I, forget, I forgot the name. I, again, I, I can't even remember the type of boat it was. But you know that same attitude is pervasive among people, and they need to go in that same direction. Okay. Sure. One, of, one of the things I want to bring up, and and I was going to do this story back in February. The mayor. Okay, so he's the first black mayor of the city. I don't know if you knew this, and, and maybe people don't know this, but when this first happened, uh, we didn't do the story on the podcast, but I was thinking about doing the story, um, and then it kind of went away. But if you recall, you may or may not recall that this mayor, there was some audio that had leaked out on this mayor, and he had said some things. Uh, I think he was in front of uh, one of the activists in the city who, I don't know if it was a shakedown situation where we're saying, hey, you need to give to you know, my organization, blah, blah, blah. And it was about race. It was about investment in Montgomery. And it was like laced with profanity. Okay. Um, so this was, uh, I think this is right after he became uh, the black mayor. So um, for the sake of brevity, I'm just going to go ahead and reenact. If you don't mind, put on my thespian. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna reenact his statement. Okay, I, I tell you when the quote hits. Okay, so here's here's the reenactment of what he said. Okay, <clears throat> let me let me get it right. Let me get some water. Hang on, hang on, just a minute. How much tune? Clear that throat, baby. Clear that throat. <laughs> here we go. Okay, so here it goes. Okay, so the mayor and Mayor Reed is his name. Okay, and, and, and a lot of, I mean, the government loves him. National folks love him. But he said this, okay? So he goes on in the edit, and this is the edited quote. He says, I don't have to do no work. I don't have to do no work systematically. I'm going to be fine. And guess what? I will always get 38 to 45% of the white vote. If I can get 30 to 45% of the white vote, I don't have to do, I don't have to damn get the black vote. I got this past election and I'll win. You got a black city, that's great. You can have all black everything. And guess what? You won't have green nothing. If the white money thinks you aren't looking after their they will take their to Prattville, a neighboring city. They will take their to Pike Road and you won't have That's what he said. So go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> you hear know what I'm saying? So I get applause or something, man. Please, you know? that, was, that was a great. <laughs> so did you understand my quote? Did you, I mean, that's that's exactly what he said. Yeah. So the city was like, huh? Right. So so for me, after I knew he said that, I don't think he had much of a choice but to do this. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Totally. Totally. Be because he could have said, well, you know what? I bet not uh, convict or charge all these white folks because the money <laughs> might not like it. So right. politically, you know, basically looking at the people who were actually with the mugshot politically, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how he handles that. But I think he had to do it because of what 
was on the recorded statement, and he was recorded without his knowledge. To be fair, okay. But, I mean, are these are these charges? They're not being. These are not felonious charges, are they? they these are oh, all. Well, I. I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all going to be misdemeanors for the most part. Now, the guy with the chair, chair, chairman, chairman of the board, we don't know. Right. But but don't you think it's interesting now, if you didn't know that and you know it now. Yeah. It, do it, you it, think it, if he had done the opposite, how do you think it would have affected him politically real quick? Oh, man, that would have that could have been nails and coffins there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yes. Because the world, the world is watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, you know, I want, I want to say, uh, you know, y'all, we love your comments. I know that. Yeah. Damn, there were so many comments this week. I think it's gonna just kind of blow over until the trial. So we'll get back to it when the trial hits. Okay. Yeah. Talib, you got you got one big thing for the week, man. And, and congratulations to your, you know, to to your your DNA. Going oh, to uh, the Alabama, it. brother, and, yeah, and you. What are you doing? Sitting in the parking lot? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to get away from the the, the missus for a second. You know. I hear you. I, I hear you. I am. I am. Uh, I applaud you for finding five G. Yeah, that close. So, so good for you. <laughs> Let me stop joking. Yeah, uh, Go ahead, man. Uh, what's, what's your What's your big takeaway for the week, man? Well, you know, the the Guardian um, dot com had an interview talking about how black rappers uh, black rappers uh, black rappers are aligning right you know uh, citing the interview that Ice Cube had with Tucker Carlson and a lot of uh, some of the rappers um, and it was kind of talking about how rappers share some views in terms of the masculine masculinity um, you know the anti-trans blah 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 this that and the other yeah. And I just found this story to be, um, I guess I kind of summed up what I wanted to say about this interview. I mean, about this article in the first part of our talk, because the thing is, is yes, we have uh, it, it just as, as diverse as the diaspora is of melanated peoples, you mm. know, we've got that many opinions and ways of looking at life, you yeah. know. Um, you know, it's not just, you know, Malcolm X or Martin Luther King anymore. You know what I mean? In terms of mm-hmm. how, you know, our peoples are divided. Our people are divided just like the peoples of this nation are divided. And um, to see that, you know, for me, as somebody who loves my people, regardless of what's happening, you know, in our most intelligent and in our most ignorant, mm. uh, I can always look for and find common ground with folks. That's why I'm not afraid to, you know, like, you know, to drive around, you know, most communities that people deem is, un, you know, kind of seedy and that. I'm like, yo, really, I'm just looking for my people. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I think that, you know, we really need to wake up, though, when it comes to um, how we express our views these days, yeah. because there, there's a lot getting left on the table when it comes to people like a Tim Scott. You know, uh, when it comes to, you know, all these the black Republican uh, uh 
black Republicans that are in office or running for office today. Uh, So it's, you know, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, you would think that if nothing else that we could, we could, we could relate on the fact that we all have somebody in our family that looks like us. You know what I mean? Like from the darkest of dark to the lightest of light. And if we Mm. can, if we could accept, we could just come together and build on that and then see where else we could branch off from there. That would be great. You know, but you know, I, I, even though I had to look at some of the things that they were talking about in this article where, you know, in, uh, in terms of the things that we, that the, that the rappers are aligning with the right, I'm like, are those the things that we really want to be known for, though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, transphobia? Look, I don't care what anybody's doing in their bedroom, man. You know? Yeah, well, let me say let me say it. Yeah, let me say this real quick to you, man. Uh, and and go, on mute, go on mute for a minute. Uh, one thing I want to say, and, and you make a very good point, Vi made the same point, uh, I think, last week when he was talking about, you know, do you really want to be connected, you know, with some of the things that are going on on the right? And that's a question to ask, because not all of it's in your best interest as, as, as just being a black man or black woman. So I agree with you. Right. And that's a very good point. And I'm going to make sure I want to make sure I post that article. Uh, I I have it. I'll post it on the podcast notes this week. But but good thoughts. Good thoughts Uh, for me, man. And and I have to say this, um, you know, real quick. And I'm going to go through this uh, because, you know, we're we're right up against it on time. Uh, And this is really a cautionary tale for women and couples, families, especially black families. You know, the the black infant mortality rate is is tragic, you know, and um this couple, I think I've got the names right here, Jessica Ross, uh, Travion Major Sr., and I'll make sure I post their uh, article uh, from 11 Alive News on our podcast notes. But on July 9th, during childbirth, she had like a 10-hour labor, okay, and complications occurred, okay? Again, you know, it's a black couple, black area of town. Uh, they are suing, uh, you know, where Southern Medical Southern Regional Medical Center over on the south side because a doctor applied excessive force to the child's neck and the child's head. And basically it caused a decapitation. And then they tried to cover it up. And and, I mean, to the point where when they handed, they knew the baby had died. They handed the baby to the woman and they were holding the babies. I mean, I hate to be graphic. I'm sorry if you, if you, you know, a little bit squeamish, you may want to mute or (laughs) go through this, but holding the baby's head up to make it look as if nothing had happened, that the baby had died in the womb. But I want to play a clip real quick from the, um, the actual lawyer and he kind of goes into it a little bit but I, it really is a cautionary tale and i'll tell you why when i come back here we go dr st julian was grossly negligent for applying ridiculously excessive force on the baby's head and neck uh, dr uh, st julian and, and the nurses at southern regional medical center they were grossly negligent for not getting the help of the on-site in hospital ob in a timely manner they have a hospitalist obstetrician who's there on site and when doctors have problems with delivery, the first thing you do is call them and you get help. You get another perspective, another angle. So I wanted to just play that, man, because it's ridiculous. Uh, and I will say that to black women, black families, black men, 
um, my advice, man, is always question everything. Everything. Ask for a second, third, fourth opinion when it comes down. Because so many people, uh, they will take the word of a doctor and you never know what that doctor is going through. A lot of these doctors are, are basically overworked. Um, it's just a uh, baby meal in some cases. Unfortunately, I'm not accusing this particular doctor of anything seedy, uh, but I will say you have to question almost to the point to leave. Uh, and I'm going to finish it here that we re- we might be have we may have to look at midwives, man, and, and start getting back into incorporating midwives back into the community. I know a lot of folks are into that and they know what that's all about, but this was tragic. And I, I just had to play that and say that. And, and you know what? We'd love your thoughts. Go to castropolis.net. Choose the people poll. Uh, again, go to castropolis.net. The people polls, that big orange button. Leave us a voicemail uh, and I'll play back the best. But love your comments and feedback. Again, thank you. Uh, Newsmaker crews in the building to leave on the spot. Definitely straight from the gun. Only on this podcast will we go to the source of the crime. Right. That's right. <laughs> right in, in the gump. And congratulations to your young one, man. Congratulations. You, First year at, at Bama State, man. Great stuff. Uh, Vi, shout out to you, man. Thank you so much, bro. And let's take a break and we'll come back with the tea, man. More. This is the G Podcast after the break. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's Tommy B from This is the G Podcast. We are now halfway through 2023. And if you've been thinking about starting your own podcast uh, in 2024, I'd love to have a chat with you. The Castropolis Podcast Network is currently accepting new shows. And if you have a clear vision and a unique voice, let's get in touch. Reach out to me at info at castropolis.net or visit the website castropolis.net. Simply click on the Contact Us button. So go to castropolis.net, click on Contact Contact us and just leave me a message. I'm Tommy B from This Is The G Podcast, and I can't wait to help you start your very own podcast journey today. Oh, yeah. Another week of me in for the month-long birthday girl, Tanya B. Let's get it. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Man, it was an interesting week for R&B singer Neo. It all started with this comment from Vlad TV. I, I feel like parents have almost almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. It's like, okay, control. if your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl, and you just let him rock with that, you just let Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, I don't get that. Then came an apology. Now, here's a summary of the quote, which we think just came from the publicist. Here we go. And I quote, after much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. End quote. But it didn't end there. Neil doubled back. He went on to post this on the gram. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen. I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, or what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. 
First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question, okay? I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't care. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a Neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler. All right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. All right, y'all. We'll keep you posted on the flippity floppity hippity hoppity. But uh, good luck, Neil. Trump's MAGA gang tried to clown Eminem saying Trump broke him. But it didn't sound like, you know, from my standpoint, that M was broken at all. Here's M. When I start talking about Trump, I get too flustered in my head and the shit that I want to say there's there's too many things I want to say at once so sometimes I start talking and I, and I don't I'm not able to convey the message the right way because I just get flustered and frustrated watching him play to his base that thinks that he cares about them and it's actually the people that he cares about the fucking least. If you're talking about his core being, you know, a majority white middle class, what I don't understand is how in the fuck do you feel like you relate to a billionaire who has never known struggle his entire fucking life? I will say this, he talks a good one. And if you're in his base, you're a core, let's say you're going to the rallies or whatever, you watch him on TV, you hear him talking this shit, there's part of me that understands like all right he's somehow still got them because he's brainwashing them into thinking that something great is gonna happen nothing's happening nothing is happening sounds to me like eminem is calling y'all a broken maga cult great statement eminem man in sad news this week we lost a man who created an international line dance sensation from the early 2000s more from syracuse mike DJ Casper, the creator of the dance hit and popular wedding reception tune called Cha-Cha Slide, died Monday following a seven-year battle with cancer. Born and raised in Chicago as Willie Perry Jr., DJ Casper wrote the instructional line dance song in 1998 for his nephew's aerobics class. He was 58. Oh, damn, I can't leave. I almost forgot one last apology from Jamie Foxx. Here's Syracuse Mike. Actor Jamie Foxx has apologized after social media posts led to accusations of anti anti-Semitism. On Instagram, Fox posted, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? He eventually deleted the post after some users assumed the word they meant Jewish people, which connects to a well-known anti-Semitic trope. Fox said, I'm sorry, that was never my intent. 
He was talking about a fake friend. Several other posts pointed out that it's not unusual in the black community to hear someone say something similar to what Fox said. But it generally refers to betrayal from a person meant to be one of your biggest supporters. All right, y'all, it's time to leave the world of celebrity apologies and explanations and such. Lynn Whitfield has made her first appearance on The Shy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) My Shy Season 6 Episode 2 recap is coming up next. this week, Tommy B. Y'all, episode two, season six is titled appropriately Mo Duda, Mo Problems. Spoilers ahead, y'all, so you might want to play this after you watch, all right? It's up to you. Emmett continues to wind himself inside Duda's web of deceit, y'all. I hate to watch this, and as he pursues yet another big leap with his girl Keisha, this time it's about a house on Chicago's west side. A house they probably can't afford, but Duda said, go on and get the house. So, you know, he's doing it. With the promise yet of another get this Smokey's franchise on the west side Shad is toiling in misery of unemployment as an ex-con and trying to open a new what he calls a uh, like a throwback shop uh, and it's it's tough for him so but he might be getting some help from his girl Deja to pursue his dream as what they call a vintage shop owner so he's got all this vintage gear he's trying to set himself up uh, Papa pursues the love of his older Smokey's colleague who just so happens to be like him a PK a preacher's kid meanwhile his dad, Pastor Stanley, makes a very intense stand against Duda. And also Rob and Tiff may have to learn the hard lesson. And man, you know, Duda's lessons don't come soft at all as they are attempting to pull away from Duda and basically start to grow their own healthy <laughs> organic weed. But I'm telling y'all, this week's big payoff is the startup money is coming from Rob's mom. Okay. Guess who Rob's mom is? She happens to be, now wait for this, Lynn Whitfield. Yep, Crazy Lynn, who happens to be Q's sister. Remember, Q met his demise at the hands of Duda. She's given Rob the money with one huge caveat. She wants him to find Q's killer. But not only that, she wants him to bring him to justice, to that street justice. As I told y'all last week, Rob is going to play a major part in this story. Maybe, I don't know if it's going to be this season or going forward. And with Lynn Whitfield involved in this, y'all know it's going to get crazy and get messy. That's Shot Talk for this week. I'm Tommy B. Hit you next week. As always, big thanks to Syracuse Mike, Tanya B, Vi, Talib. Thanks to the crew, Millennial Nick, Lady J, Regia, Music by K-Dub, all those who help us make it happen week in and week out. Remember, every Sunday, 6 p.m., you can stream us first. Links are in our social media bio or go to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Share us with friends. Don't cost you nothing. Remember that, y'all. And I'm going to close with this. Two quick PSAs uh, for this episode. Uh, What happened in Montgomery was a battle. A battle, okay? The war truly is at the the ballot box. Let me say that again. The war is at the ballot box. Get engaged in the process, Alabama. Go ahead and do it. We need you. 
Prayers go out to our fellow Americans in Maui. Kudos to President Biden uh, for the speedy response. Here's to a speedy recovery. Make sure your donations go to reputable sources should you decide to do so. And let me give you a website. Go to give.org. That's G-I-V-E dot org. Give.org. Make sure your sources are reputable. Okay. With that, episode 188 is in the can. Have a great week. Love y'all. We appreciate the support. Peace and power to the people. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.